Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Yay Basketball. Oh, it feels good to say that. I am Michael Padilla. And I am Kyle Charles. So good to have you, everyone. Oh, my gosh. It's good to be here. Are you excited? I'm so excited. So excited to be back. All this crazy stuff going on. Of course, we hope that you and yours are healthy and safe through all this. But let's get to it. We know what we're here for. We know what we're really excited about. NBA basketball is back. Done in the bubble. And we're thrilled that the games are here. We're thrilled that everything's going on. There's so much to catch up on. We're just excited to get back into it. So without further ado, let's just dive right in. Kyle, how are you feeling about the bubble and how the games have been going and the competition and all that? I mean, crazy circumstances. It feels weird getting excited about something when everything else is is so dark. Right. Purely from a basketball perspective, it's pretty great to just get great basketball every day. Yeah. More than once a day. Oh. I mean... For hours at a time. Yeah, I mean, I get to put on a game at work at 1.30 p.m. Yeah, yeah. So, um, big fan of that. Uh, it's been thrilling. The other day, I think it was uh, Saturday, I believe, there was games on from, we're in Central Time, and there were games on from uh, 10 a.m. to just past midnight was the, when the last game ended, which is amazing to see. Um in case you're not keeping up with it, uh, which I doubt that that's the case if you're listening to us, um, we'll do a quick update on the standings right now. Really what we need to focus on is the Western Conference because the East is pretty much set. There might be a couple shuffles here and there, um, but really it comes down to that eight seed in the West. The The Mavericks in the seventh seed might be able to jump up and the Thunder might go down to the sixth. It, it's a little tricky. Lakers locked in the number one. The Clippers pretty much have the the number two locked up. Um, they're a, they're a game ahead of the Nuggets. Uh, the Rockets are in the four, and the four and the six seed are separated by two games total. So that could get a little dicey with I think what three games left to play. Um, the Jazz have played or the Jazz have lost three straight including today's loss to the Mavs. So the Mavs are only a game back of the Jazz now for the sixth seed. And then it all comes down to this eight spot, which there are four teams within one game of the Grizzlies in the eight seed, which is intense. It's insane. Um, so the Grizzlies are at 33 and 38. They're 19 games back of first place, which obviously this is just a measurement measurement of who's getting this eight seed. The Blazers right now are only a half game back. The Suns are a game back and the Spurs are a game back. The Pelicans and Kings, of course, have been eliminated. Um, what are you what are what are you thinking about this eight spot? So my understanding from what I've heard, the tricky part is I think the Blazers own the tie break over both the Spurs and the Suns. I believe that's true. So it would have to be the Blazers surpassing the Grizzlies before we're going to see something surprising. Mm-hmm. So if I had to put money on it, it's looking like Grizzlies Blazers. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure if that's necessarily what I'm rooting for. You got some interesting storylines with both of those other options. Um, of course, it's real disappointing to see what happened to the Pels. That was... <sighs> frustrating yeah. as an NBA fan mm-hmm. obviously frustrating for the league seems like the whole point of this uh nine seed play-in thing was to try to get the Pels <laughs> into it yeah I think it would be the most like galaxy-brained 
just backfired that the league tried everything they could to get the Pels into the playoffs. They already had the Grizz in. Yeah. They came up with some half-brained attempt to get the Pels in and somehow end up with like the Spurs beating the Grizzlies out. And you know oh, the Spurs in the playoffs instead of the Grizzlies. Well, but this that's is what would happen. This is a conversation I was having with someone recently is that there are more than one there's more than one storyline of just the Pelicans. Obviously, they want the Pelicans in there because they want that Zion money. But the Grizzlies would be exciting. They'll get swept by the Lakers, Especially but they'd be ex- yes, yeah. but they'll get it they'll be it'd be exciting at least to see Jaw get a couple playoff reps. Obviously the Blazers, I think I think most NBA fans that aren't like a hardcore diehard team fan want the Blazers in the playoffs because I think that of those five teams or four teams now that are in that in the potential for that eight seed, the only real team that I think can challenge the, the Lakers is the Blazers and give them a a, a series. Um, can I, I mean, give you a reason against it? What and and who do you think is? Not that so I'm I'm on board that the Blazers are probably going to be the most competitive team against the. Lakers as far as who's going to be the eighth seed Mm -hmm. from a viewership perspective. I love Dame, but it's like, I've seen it. Mm -hmm. I've seen the Blazers get swept out of the playoffs. I feel like they're going to get swept out of the playoffs again, no matter who it is. So if I look at this and I'm fully on board now with the perspective of it's good for these young players to get playoff touches, doesn't matter if they lose four in a row. I know what's coming. I will say it would also be cool (laughs) if the Grizzlies were there. I Mm want to see jaw get some playoff touches. It would be dope to see the sun get there swept it is. out of the there AC. <laughs> I knew it was this coming. This team is very exciting. They got <laughs> Slick Rick, the uh, the backup point guard, Rubio, yeah. just dishing it out. Mm-hmm. You got Booker launching from everywhere. Aiton's a body. Aiton's a body when he miss, you know, when he <sighs> makes his COVID test. And he's not <laughs> recording with Woj. Um, I mean, they just have a lot of interesting pieces. Baines isn't playing. Ubre is not playing. They yeah. still got Mikel Bridges. They got Cam Johnson, who kind of came out of nowhere. Their number one pick, who seems to be our first round pick, um, who seems to be growing into himself pretty quickly. Um, I just, you know, you look at what the Nuggets have done the past couple of years with getting some touches. Now they're a more formidable team. It's like I want to see some new teams up there. The Blazers have always kind of been that four to six to eight seed, and mm-hmm. then they still kind of fizzle out where it's like them getting four more playoff games isn't really going to change them as a team where the Suns even getting there might make them a better team next season. That's true. It could. I mean, I think they've got something in the, in the making with Booker playing the way he is and DeAndre Ayton hopefully progressing in his third year next year. And, um, Tsunami Poppy, Kelly Oubre, Kelly Oubre uh, looked like a, uh, MIP candidate at, at one point. Um, I think the Suns do have a lot of promising. Javon uh, Carter's like your height out there, just <laughs> yeah, balling. Yeah. So they have they have players who are fun to watch out yeah. on the court. I mean, yeah, cool team. I just, I, I it's just when when palms get sweaty. There's I don't know if there's anybody in the NBA that I trust more than maybe Kevin Durant when he's healthy, other than Damian Lillard, and that's the most exciting thing about it is that we're getting this level of competition that we haven't seen before whether it's due to lack of travel or more focus on the game and there's not these outside distractions whatever it may be they're all playing terrible defense that's true (laughs) yeah but we're getting some of these players best performances um which i think leads us into our next segment we know you missed it it's our did this dude just did this I was kind of like in shock that this whole thing happened. 
At that time, I'm walking to the free throw line. I'm thinking, like, man, did this dude just did this? Is this real? That's right. It's did this dude just did this? Something that we saw from the bubble, loved from the bubble, wanted to see again from the bubble, thought, hold on, wait a second. Did you see that? Because I saw that, and suddenly... (laughs) I was kind of, like, in shock. Kyle, who is your did this dude just did this of the bubble? All right, well, you didn't give me enough time to talk about the Suns. So <laughs> yeah, keep run, going. Run it back to Devin Booker's performance today, specifically his shot from, I don't know, 40 feet. Just pulled up out of nowhere. Just a little extra oomph on it. Otherwise, looked like pretty decent form from a shot from almost half court. Drained it. Kept the Suns alive in the playoff race. They're 6-0 and in the bubble. Devin Booker's bubble performance has been incredible. He looks... Something that's really kind of changed my perspective on Kobe's legacy Mm. has been seeing the players who definitely were, that Kobe was a mentor for. Mm -hmm. That you don't really, it was, and maybe I missed it, but it's just hard to pick out players and be like, oh, Jordan was specifically a mentor for this player. They picked out a lot of things from Jordan, you know, specifically that he, you know, had a hand in developing the game of. Where you look at some of these players that, you know, have been outward about being, um, you know, close with Kobe, that Kobe really mentored them and helped them work on their game. And you can just kind of see that from things that Booker does. Yeah, he has that Kobe. He wears Kobe Pro Trip shoes almost every game. Mm -hmm. He has a million different pairs. Like, you can see that in him, whether it's him or Sabrina Ionescu on the women's side. Yeah. He has these players that definitely embody his game and it's, it's cool to see it's uh i've really been impressed watching booker's game so he's averaging uh 30 points per game in the six games in the bubble uh and six assists and four boards and he's not known as a i mean he's known as a scorer when when he scored the 70 against the celtics a couple years ago we said well of course because he's a scorer that's what he does they still lost that game um that's kind of what the narrative has been around Devin Booker for so long is he's going to be one of the best players to be on a bad team his most of his career because the Suns have locked him up and they maintain that they're going to continue to lock him up which of course why wouldn't you but if he's playing like this he might not be the best player on a bad team he could make them a good team if that's if that's what it takes so and a player that's kind of unlocked him is playing aside you know instead of playing that point guard role that they were making him do for a lot of the time mm-hmm bring in Ricky Rubio to play that point guard role, get yeah. him off the ball a little bit more, get him playing the two, um, which kind of is a nice segue in because the Suns were kind of knocked all year for the trade they made to free up space for Ricky Rubio, right? which was cash consideration <laughs> for one TJ Warren. He's also having himself a time in the bubble. Which now, now is crazy to think about because actually my did this dude just did this is TJ Warren, who right now is averaging... Now, this is before, as we speak, Miami and Indiana are, are playing right this moment. And when we, when we turned off the game to start recording, he had, I think, uh, eight points on two of seven shooting or something like that. So we've been to the line a little bit. So, so far, not a typical first quarter game for, for TJ in the bubble, at least. Um, but right now, before the Miami game, uh, he's averaging 34.8 points, six and a half rebounds, two and a half assists on 60% shooting. 56 from the line and 89% from the line. Um, and that's impressive. I mean, it's, it's shocking. So, you know, as some of you know, I am a lifelong Grizzlies fan. I've never loved another team ever once in my life, but there was a period where I kind of like the Sixers for like half a second. And so I kind of keep up with them still. And, um, 
he lit the Sixers up, who before the season was, they were like finals favorites. They were supposed to be this defensive force and yeah, this juggernaut, long, big Ben Simmons, Richardson, Horford, Embiid, and, and, uh, 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 Toby, like it was supposed to be this crazy defensive front and he just torched them over and over and over again. And, and, and he did the same thing to the Lakers with LeBron on Saturday night, hit the game winning shot. Well, not the game winning shot, but the game ceiling shot from three, which, Quick note about your Devin Booker shot. I think that he wants it to, like, he he was looking at the clock like, ah, oh, there's four seconds on the shot clock left. I have to launch this. He could have at least gotten another three steps in and then taken it. But he's playing at the level right now. They both are. They're playing at the level right now where it's like, why not launch it? And you mentioned to me this, uh, you mentioned this to me earlier that, um, Booker mentioned it's a shooter's gym because there's not all the the fan distraction and you know sight lines are better and it's just more about the game than it is about the spectacle of the game and so I think a lot of these players and like I mentioned as well not being involved in all the travel or the extracurricular activities that take place in Miami and Houston Atlanta LA all those places that we know players are traveling to frequently during the season um they're all there they're all there all the time they're probably getting better rest they're probably uh you know maintaining a sense of diet better than they were if they were on the road constantly and i think that all of these factors is all these factors are are cumulatively kind of helping these these two players specifically but as a whole i think everyone's performing pretty well right now yeah i would agree i mean i think it um it's kind of aligning with what we've heard from players over the years as far as when they get asked, like, oh, who do you not want to play one-on-one? Which is always an iffy question because right. you don't want to give too much credit to you know, a potential playoff opponent or something like that. But you always get some funky answers that makes you think, well, what's missing you know, during the regular season for these guys? Mm-hmm. It's like, who do you not want to go one-on-one against? It's like, oh, Jamal Crawford. Or yeah. like you see J.R. Smith or Carmelo Anthony. Yeah. It's like... That was a dude that was out of the league for a year and a half. Yeah. And it's like, you still don't, like, why? Why don't you want to play him? Why, why is he the one over LeBron and KD and all these players? We're right. Kind of seeing that a little bit in the bubble, that these guys that are just pure, just more ballers have a chance to kind of show that here. That was going to be my point, as I think it kind of goes to a, like, ball in a park kind of setting. Yeah. Like, you're, you're in you're at the park and you're ball like KD when he scored the 60 something at Rucker or whatever. Um, and all the, all these players like hoodie mellow, summer mellow, all these, you know, skinny mellow, all the, but you know, all these, Praise mellow. yeah. All right. Shout out to, I have to, I have to say something right now. Speaking of mellow, I owe one Michael Mendoza. Yeah. I'll co-sign. And one Carmelo Anthony, a huge apology because for about six months straight, I was saying it's over, pack it in. Unfortunately, I was never happy about it. I was never like, ha ha, fuck you, Carmelo. But unfortunately, I felt that his career was over. There was never going to be a resurgence. And he has proven me wrong to the highest degree. I mean, not to the highest degree. It's not like he's going out and doing TJ Warren things, which is if you t- if we had said this sentence like four years ago, you would have been like, what? what? <laughs> Excuse me? Carmelo um, <laughs> can't stack up to one TJ Warren. Carmelo Anthony cannot score like TJ Warren can right now. But uh, no, he's doing amazing things. And he's that, I think that he is that essential piece to the Blazers' uh, playoff chances. Um, so we're going to, we're going to, we're going to pivot real quick. 
It's just Kyle and I. We know that you're probably missing someone. A good good old friend of the pod, George Savides, our, our our best friend, our 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 our, our co-host and our, our our anchor here at Yay Basketball, Yay Bubble Ball, so should we call it, has has taken his taken flight to pursue his lifelong dream of becoming a doctor and is officially a doctor and we're rooting for him and we're so happy. But Yay Basketball never sleeps except for the last six months. So now we are back and George is back with us. George, can you hear me? Yes, I am here. Hey, George, how are you? I'm good. I really like the Hey Bubble Ball introduction. That was pretty, uh, <laughs> yeah, Yay Bubble Ball. We should uh, roll with that for the next few episodes. <laughs> quick, uh, quick uh, not necessarily a debate, but, but just answer this question for me. Who do you think is playing better right now, TJ Warren or Devin Booker? Ooh, uh, Devin Booker. Okay, cool. That's fine. All right. Uh, we know that you're on a schedule. We know you've got this this uh, this insane schedule that you're doing. So honestly, we just want to get you for a few minutes, get these EA basketball listeners satisfied with some George Savides in their lives. So Kyle has yeah, some questions. <laughs> Kyle has some yeah. questions queued up for us. He's gonna hit them with us, and we'll just uh, we'll respond as we feel uh, uh, according. Uh, you go ahead. You take it away, Kyle. Sure. So I, uh, that first couple days of basketball was glorious and also a little jarring. A lot of uh, players out there a little hard to identify. Kind of forgot some yeah. trade deadline uh, maneuvers. The extra names on the backs of the jerseys certainly did not help. Right. Uh, so I put together a list of players that surprised me a little bit. Kind of want to rapid fire uh, these questions at you guys. First one to, you know, to get the answer right gets it. I'll decide later if we're scoring it or not, but I just think it'd be fun uh, to see which of these you might get easily, which ones might really stump you. Uh, so without further ado, I'm going to name a player and first person chime in with who that player is on the roster for uh, wins the point. Any Sounds questions? good. I want it to be known that I feel very confident given that George is working like six, 12 hours a day, 12 hour days. No, every week. no. you're going to get fried, bro. Okay. Um, All right, let's do it. Kyle, take it away. George has been monitoring his dynasty leagues pretty closely, so that might be the difference <laughs> maker. All right. First player, Isaiah Thomas. Isaiah uh, Denver. Cleveland Cavaliers. Wrong, wrong. Really? Who does he play for? Clippers. Um, Isaiah Thomas is with the Clippers? <laughs> Wait, small Isaiah Thomas. Yes, little Isaiah Thomas. Oh, <laughs> All right, over one. All right. Player number two, Mo Harkless. Uh, I know, oh, it's, oh, uh, I know it's not Portland. It's not Portland. It's uh, Phoenix. Oh. Damn. Who? Knicks. What? <laughs> oh, my God. Wait, who did he play for? The, the Knicks. Knicks. Mo Harkless plays for the Knicks? Supposedly. <laughs> I mean, he doesn't play for yeah, them right now. He's he signed. Play right now. He's yeah. signed. All right. He's on the roster. Uh, back to a team that is in the bubble. Who uh, does James Ennis III now play for? James Ennis now plays. Oh, um, the Rockets. Orlando. Correct. Yeah. Orlando. They traded him. Michael's on the board. Yeah, I got one. Suck it, George. Uh, this one threw me off, and I was kind of embarrassed. Jabari Parker. Indiana. Oh. Oh. Not Atlanta anymore. He got traded to yeah. Houston. Nope. Damn. Oh, three-way trade to... Oh. Yeah. Oh. Uh, New York. One of them. Uh, he's no. One the of the he's, they just got eliminated. He's in the bubble. It's the Kings? Correct. Damn. Yeah. Four-way trade. Javar Parker plays for the Kings? Yeah. <laughs> Jesus fuck. I, oh, I have not watched... Uh, yeah. All right. Another trade deadline one. Malik Beasley. Oh, God. I've seen him. Oh, the Timberwolves. Yes. Wow. I was thinking bubble teams. My bad. Yeah. 
Um, Wait, so is that 1-1? Yeah, we'll yeah, call it 1-1. We'll, we'll yeah, sure. The tatted one. Willie Cauley-Stein. Dallas. Yes. Oh, uh, Golden State. <laughs> no, he was wrong tra- and late. He was tra- <laughs> wrong and late. He was traded at the trade deadline because <laughs> because I picked up the backup. I picked up Willie Cauley Stein, and then that day he was traded to Dallas. To I thought he was going to be the starter, and he's like <laughs> third <laughs> behind Boban. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, all right, go I ahead. Two on. Uh, Kent Bazemore. Did he leave Atlanta? Mm-hmm. Portland. Oh yeah, it is Portland, isn't it? Nope. No. It was Portland to Atlanta. Portland to Atlanta, then back what? Back west? Yep. Sacramento? Yep. Yeah. Kings also. Damn. Uh, Dante yeah. Exum. Oh, he got traded oh, in New York. Geez. I'm not even going to guess. Who cares? <laughs> it was the Cavs, so I kind of want to count that. The Cavs? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Who cares? That's the right. Cavs? Okay. Okay. Three, two in my favor. How many more of these you got? Uh, I'll come up with a couple. Um, Ask a... <laughs> So Tom Thibodeau just got named coach of the Kings, named the interim coach prior to Tom. He got named head coach of the Knicks. Ah, Knicks. <laughs> interim coach Damn. was Mike Miller. Yeah. Not but that not Mike Miller. Mike Miller. Different Mike Miller. <laughs> Different Mike Miller. Uh, on a related Heats alum note, who's the GM of the Suns? James Jones. James Jones. Yeah, suck it, George. You don't know this oh, shit. Whatever. <laughs> I'm never gonna be able to okay, do that right. George, while I have you on the phone and we have the people listening, I want a couple quick predictions from you. You're not going to get time to think about it or rationalize. I just want your predictions bang, bang, quick. Who That's wins the cool. champ? Who wins the championship? Okay, yep. <laughs> who wins the championship this year? Lakers. Who goes to the finals to lose to the Lakers in your prediction? Philadelphia. Philly. Okay. Have you been keeping up? With the <laughs> you know that Ben no, and JoJo no, are not I, playing. I just realized that Ben, ben just um, Okay. Okay. What did I say? The Okay. You can pack pedal. Um, who uh, wins MVP? Easy one. Um, Giannis. Who is most improved player? Oh, um, I. Your top, your top three are Luca, Bam, and Brandon Ingram. Oh, Brandon Ingram. That's funny. Um, Bam bio. I think that's correct. Really? You think Bam? I think he'll win it. Yeah. I don't know if that's what I agree with, but just the writers, the hundred writers that vote I think on this. Be I said, winning, yeah, because he was like down from so low to this now. I'm and picking... that's like been the prophecy for so long. Like, oh, the sign that's on white side. He's going to explode. And then he did. He's right in that narrative sweet spot of Luca is like, well, the expectations were already too high. And then Brandon Ingram's yeah. Pelicans just flopped out of the bubble. So Bam's kind of right there with, like, they're still competing. He's a huge part of that. He is way better. Plus, Brandon Ingram was, like, expected. already hyped a long time ago. True. Yeah. Um, who wins Rookie of the Year? First come through on the money line, paying plus 155 under cashes. Hello? Hello. <laughs> that was an error, everyone. We're rusty. We're rusty, okay? We're rusty. George, who, who wins Rookie of the Year? Um, Morant, Kendrick ja. Nunn, or Zion? Ja. Ja. ja Who wins Defensive Player of the Year? Giannis, AD, or Gobert? Um, AD. Who wins Coach of the Year? Bud, back-to-back, Billy Donovan in OKC, or Nick Nurse of Toronto? Billy Donovan. Billy Donovan, you think? I think yeah, I, I'm picking Nick Nurse. Great. I think Nick Nurse Nick is Nurse? the past two winners, what? right? Nick Nurse won it the year before. No, he was a first-year yeah. coach last year. No. 
Wasn't he? Well, he didn't win a championship. Didn't he win a championship? Maybe he didn't. I don't know. Yeah, All right. I think he won. Yeah, I think those are the past two winners. I don't even know what's happening anymore. Yeah, Bud and, Bud and Nurse are the, are the past two. Nurse uh, won it last year when the Raptors won, right? No, uh, Bud, Bud, what, won, Bud last won last year. Bud won but last I year. I think Nurse did okay. win his first season before, <laughs> maybe. Um, okay, George, it was a pleasure talking to you. Thank you for jumping into Yay Basketball, Yay Bubble Ball, yeah, shall we call it? Um, <laughs> uh, never forget that was a freezing cold take George is a bad friend and we miss yep. you we love you we'll talk to yep. you soon okay Any, anything you oh, want to yeah. say to the yay basketball fandom um, really I'm just so glad the, pa- the pod is back um, I will be listening diligently every, every week and we will be here for you every week alright buddy take care we'll talk to you soon okay Alright, see you guys. Alright. So now in this um bubble, Kyle, there's been a lot that has changed, but the biggest thing I think that stuck out to both of us is the virtual fans. Probably so. And what is your takeaway? What is your opinion of the virtual fans? I'm not high on it. I think a lot of people have come around on it that weren't. I'm still kind of struggling to <sighs> get a better feel for it. I can't decide if it's distracting or if it's just boring mm-hmm. or if it, it doesn't really pair well with the, you know, the piped in crowd noise that is kind of disorienting because yeah. I keep remembering it's fake. Yeah. Right. Being like, oh, this feels normal. And then something happens where they don't quite time it out perfectly. Right. You notice it. So I can't decide what my perspective is. It's like, it's, this is different. Mm-hmm. I don't know if the effort should be to make it feel normal. If you know, it's not, not right. Exactly. So, what about you? Uh, I can take it or leave it. I'm kind of the same way. When it, when it's on, when the when the virtual fans are there, typically I'm watching them when the ball's being brought up. You know, seeing if there's anything weird going on in the background, or you know, a celebrity or or a dog. The people have been back there, and and it is kind of taking my eyes off the game more. Not when the action's happening, of course. When you know, when when Harden's doing his 100 dribbles between his legs then taking off in the three I'm watching him sure but when the balls are being when the balls being brought up or immediately after a bucket I'm almost always looking at the at the midcourt screens in the back to see what's going on back there and so for me I could do without the distraction but you have come up with some alternatives and I've have I have like one or two but I want you to hit me with your ideas and see what you think could substitute the virtual fans okay in the bubble I'm going to focus group this and you're my I focus. I want to focus. So I try to to really think this out. You know, what's, what's kind of grinding my gears about this? What is it I'd like? I dislike, what do I want to see in that space instead of virtual fans? So, uh, you know, the first kind of idea I ran with is that, uh, you know, your normal fans add to the viewing experience and this is just kind of lacking. It's not really hitting that. So what can we replace it with that adds to the viewing experience? So the first idea I had was body cams on the ref. I want a ref POV. Uh, they're basically the cops of sports, so there's kind of a precedent there for it. Uh, Are they the going to keep them on? There. Are they going to keep them turned <laughs> they on? Might turn them off. Okay. Uh, but you know the technology's there, the precedents there. I think it would be kind of cool to look up and see, you know, a baseline ref when books coming in for a you know dunk. You see that you know that baseline camera view of it. Uh, maybe that would be cool. Just kind of spitballing here. I like that. I yeah. like that. I do think that the refs would push back because it would hold more accountability to them. We already have 100 cameras in the arena, give or take. But Not right now. Now we don't. Now we just have that's true. a very limited camera. 
That's true, but I mean, I think we're still getting most of the angles that we had during the during the broad, at least broadcast wise and replay wise. I think the refs would push back on that because they don't want they when they get something wrong, typically they don't own it, and so I don't think that they would push for it. But I'd love to see it as a fan. I want to see that, so I, I vote yes on that one. Okay. Idea number two. Not even so much a sports viewing experience, but maybe I just, you know, I, I watch basketball to be entertained. Mm-hmm. I want more entertainment. Um, you know, it doesn't even have to be sports related. Let's just kind of fill that space with some other fun stuff. I was thinking, what what does everybody like? Uh, the videos where you tie a GoPro to a golden retriever and oh. let it like run. Oh, just yeah. let it out the door and it takes off for the beach okay. and it's like two minutes. Okay. Of just a golden retriever's. POV run into the beach. Those are great videos. Just put that on in the background. That's better than every just normal ass fan in a Mavs jersey now clapping. Now hold on. You're not saying put GoPros on players. You're saying literally play Golden Retriever running. Yeah, just pull some YouTube videos and just put them on. Who cares? Like a fail compilation in the back. Yeah, like what is it? The Chive Channel. America's Funniest Home Videos. Like uh, backyard snowboard fails <laughs> yeah. off the balcony. Ugh, here's the deal. I like that, but I think that it would distract the players too much because yeah. we know that certain players, like I think that Dion Waiters and J.R. Smith would get significantly uh, bothered, not bothered, but distracted by anything that wasn't just the basketball in front of them. So, I mean, on that one, I gotta go no on that one. Yeah. I mean, the Lakers are the main threat to the Bucks. So who says this isn't a this isn't an op? I see what you're doing. I see what you're doing. Okay, you got another one. All right, last one. I thought about it some more, and I thought maybe what's really kind of irking me here is that they're trying to make this feel like a return to normalcy. That basketball is back to normal, right? And it isn't. This mm-hmm. isn't really satisfying that need for me. It's a whole new game. They it's keep a whole saying, new game. right? So what can we put there instead that makes it feel even more? Like an actual game. Mm-hmm. It's, it's great to be back watching TNT and yeah. Shaq and Kenny and the gang, you know, shooting the shit. Everybody's having fun. Now Draymond's there tampering and whatnot. <laughs> um, but I thought, what can we replace these virtual fans with that really feels more like a normal NBA season? Mm-hmm. I told you I had an idea. Okay. Put on reruns of Bones. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> if you've ever been excited to watch a 7 p.m. game on TNT <laughs> and you jump in there uh, jump five minutes NBA early streams five minutes early what do you get you get five minutes of the lesser known Deschanel solving mysteries the less, is that really Deschanel's sister yes oh my god I had no idea um wow you're right I mean I remember back when I had no job or anything when I could just sit and watch every playoff game and uh tuning into TNT every Every, you know, five minutes before every game on TNT, you see a lot of bones. A lot of bones. A lot of bones. I know how a lot of those episodes end. Don't know how they got there. I don't know how they got there. It's kind of like watching something on Hulu where the, the Hulu doesn't remember that you're that you've seen the episode already. They just start you with like a minute left in this, in this show and you're just watching reruns of the episodes you've seen before, just the credits. You know what? I don't like bones. But I do like the last two minutes of Bones because it means playoff basketball. So I'm voting yes, yes on that one. Yes, that's the winner. I was really hoping that would be the winner. Did you that come is, up with any ideas for what you uh, would like to see instead? I, I think that instead of, um, now this might be a, a slightly more practical, realistic take than reruns of Bones. I would like to see, um, give me live standings. I want, game, especially when this eighth seed race is coming down to the wire the way it is. 
I want to know that the players on the court are aware. Like I want to, I want the Suns, I want Devin Booker to know that Damian Lillard has 40 in the third quarter and he's down by five playing a game that he needs to win to stay in the eight seed race. And Devin Booker's also in a game that he needs to win to stay in the eight seed race. I want to see that because I think they pay attention to it a lot more than they would admit. Yeah, yeah they do. I, I want to see, I also want to see if, if there's ever, if anybody's reaction is going to be on the screens behind them, I want players reactions. I want, and I realized that, most of the players that have come to see them, and this was like the first couple nights that this happened because now they're, you know, getting treatment and, and recovering and things like that after their own games. And there's also different sites. There's three different gyms, so they're not like, you know, jumping be- between gyms. Not like but a conference tournament where they're all, like college where they're exactly. all at the site. They're not in the same exact gym. Yeah. But I would rather see players' reactions because those are t- – tell me that you wouldn't want to watch Dame going into this last game that really matters, that he has to win, and Paul George and Lou Williams on the side now and seeing them react to every bucket he hits. That would That's what I want to see. Just heckling him yeah. on the baseline. Yeah, I mean – They're not even they're not even playing. It has no nothing to do with them. They're still the two seed, but they're there because it's their night off, and they're watching him either A, score 40 and go crazy, or B – you know, flounder somehow, and they're like they're booing and hissing the whole time. That's something that I would like yeah. to see. I mean, that's I mean, is that not one of the best parts of All Star Weekend? Is you get all those guys yeah. like together cheering each other on, so reacting yeah, to the I dunk contest and the All Star game. Idea. Yeah, yeah, I like that. Um, all right, everyone. You gave me a, a beat pad, but I would be digging that. <laughs> uh, okay, everyone. It is so glad to be back. It is so glad. I am so glad. It is so good to be back. We are so glad to have you. Thank you for listening. Tell your friends. Uh, you can also add us on Instagram at yay underscore basketball. Add me on the groove. Always, and by always, I mean not for the past six months, but starting again today, we are back in action. Tell your friends. Send a link. You know once, you know once, you, <clears throat> I'm rusty. You know someone who enjoys NBA bubble ball. So go ahead and send them a link. Let's get people listening. Pass the word along. We can't wait to do more of these. Kyle, anything for the people? I'm just happy to be back. That's pretty much it. Let's watch some more basketball. Uh, Go Suns. (laughs) Yeah, apparently go Go Suns. Suns. Folks, it's been a pleasure. Thank you so much for listening. I can't wait to come back next week. Don't forget, stay safe, stay healthy, wash your hands, wear a mask. Yay, basketball.